This is Scotty Reed with a Black Talk Radio News Commentary. Gabrielle Jones, just seven years old, was killed this month by an uncle in an accidental shooting. According to local news reports, police said Jeremy Quintrell Lewis was shooting a rap music video inside the home Gabrielle lived, which is located on Ware Avenue in Gastonia, North Carolina. Apparently, Lewis used real guns as props for the video. When it comes to gun violence, whether intended or not, it is very concerning that children are among the many, many victims of gun violence in the United States. Solutions to stop the carnage seem to be lacking. The United States culturally is based on violence and as a nation historically, one could argue, has been one of the most violent barbaric nations on the face of the planet. However, when it comes to the African American community culturally, our rich and historic culture in the arts and music has been perverted by the music industry, also known as the Recording Industry Association of America a trade organization representing the industry players. They are most responsible for the content perversion. The RIAA is more responsible, other than the television and movie industry, in promoting and celebrating violent conflict resolution. Rap music today is judged not by the industry on any kind of culturally artistic intellectual achievement, but rather is based on sales which are equated to popularity and no one drives violent pornographic rap sales more than white people, who also profit the most from its dissemination through various labels. If Black Lives Matter is the principle white people agree on, then why don't they stop purchasing music that equates black people with N-words whose lives don't matter in the lyrical content? Sure, the recording artists bear some responsibility, but the lion's share of the fault rests with the captains of industry and the consumer base. Kwabana Rasuli of Clear the Airways Project joined BTR News Podcast to share his thoughts on the culpability of the RIAA in the gun violence that plays out every day across the United States, particularly horrific stories, whether from small towns to big cities. So we're talking to Kwabana Rasuli of Clear the Airways Project a frequent contributor to BTR News. And Kwabana, I just want to give you an update on the story of the seven-year-old girl who was killed uh, in my home county of Gaston County over in uh, uh, its largest city, Gastonia, where the seven-year-old girl was shot in the head by her uncle. And there were little details, you know, of what led up to that at the um, first news reports. But now it has come out that the uncle uh, who was prohibited from carrying firearms because he is a uh, prison slave felon and he was shooting a rap video and apparently was using real guns and it's being reported that he accidentally shot the, his seven-year-old niece in the head. What what are your reactions to that? you see any irony in producing uh, uh, imaginary violence in a video um, and then end up killing your niece? I see it as life imitating art. I see it as um, sad for, of course, the family, the, the uncle. I know he's devastated. I was just with my little nieces and nephews right in that age range. And it's like uh, I see the correlation between the seven-year-old girl that was shot and killed Ironically, at a McDonald's uh, drive-through in Chicago, they were apprehending the the people who supposedly shot and killed her. Now, and I, I say they need to apprehend this music industry that promotes and pushes this. That they need to apprehend the Grammys and the NAACP Image Awards, who who award rappers and artists who make songs who brag about 
their daughter at two year old, two years old, being a G because she watched them shoot and kill it in I G G E R. All I, I look at it, all this stuff is connected to the culture and it's happening all over. You mentioned that the seven, the poor seven year old shot by her uncle. That's so crazy. We had a three year old shot and killed at a birthday party uh, the other day in Miami. We had nine youth shot and killed. I mean, shot. I don't think none of them died. Hopefully not. At a, at a at a twelve year old's birthday party last week in Louisiana, three little girls shot. One died. A one year old in Syracuse, New York, in the back of a car. And this stuff is happening, as you know, all over. And so, and and it's being promoted and pushed. And I mentioned the Grammys. I mentioned the NAACP Image Awards. They they were like, okay, that song about uh about shooting my little my little uh girl being a G because she was two year old and saw me kill her in that one didn't win. What won was a song called Savage by two sisters where they rap about bleeding the block. About bleeding the block. So this these tragedies, man, are, are, are again are, are sad but they're calculated. They're calculated and the the powers that be they know the results of this toxic propaganda, this violent propaganda that they push and force feed to the masses of African uh, struggling African masses, the youth out here in in, uh, in Chicago and beyond, all throughout the U.S. So the seven-year-old Gastonia, North Carolina girl who lost her life tragically and senselessly, her name was Gabrielle uh, Jones. And as I thought deeper about it, I know, and I'm glad you acknowledge, because I don't want to paint her uncle out to be a monster. And But, um, you know, the links, I'm sure he's devastated. Uh, he's also, even though it was an accident, is likely going to go back to prison since he was on probation or parole still and had that felony uh, label status. So he's going to prison. I'm thinking, I'm sure if this little girl survived, uh, she would not want to see her uncle go into prison slavery. But yet, you know, the industry promotes this type of behavior. It rewards this type of behavior. Here is a person whose opportunities have been limited by, I don't know why he was in prison before, but certainly when people have quote unquote done their time, they're still shut out of the economy. And that's part of that revolving door, you know, keeping them in conditions to where they then so-called reoffend and have to do things to support themselves. So the industry is giving awards out to artists who, who who have all this violent imagery in their videos and and as you pointed out you know lyrically it's about bleeding the block and so when you have expiring rappers like this this uh young man I'm gonna call him young cause he I think is in his late twenties and he's an aspiring rapper and he wants to be the next little Wayne or the next chief key for the next Dr. Dre or the next Snoop Dogg and think that he's going to become or hope that he becomes a millionaire. So the industry is setting the aspirations and what you aspire to. And I just don't understand why so many in the community ha- are not making the links that you've made for so long in connecting the programming, the violent programming with the violent behavior. And, and it's so obvious, Scotty, there is a video of last year that was done. And every year they do this, they have videos of the rappers who were killed or who, who died each year. And so there were 200, 200 rappers dead in 2020. 
Not all of them through gun violence. Some of them through stabbing. Some of them through uh, suicide. Some of them through unnatural other nat- so-called natural causes. But if you look at this video, you see they 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 show each and every one of the uh, rappers who who succumbed, who passed, and they show snippets of their videos. And so many of the videos are dropping in bombs, gun plays in the videos, guns in the video, and bro. A lot of these guns be real, man. They be having in these videos. They, you know, they never do video from the roots way back. They, they would talk about the guns were fake. But a lot of these guns today, they are real. And that gun evidently was loaded. And man, like you said, I'm sort of, so the young girl is still alive. So, right? What, here in Gaston County? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gabrielle? She's dead. Yes. Yeah. She's dead. Oh, she, oh, she did die. Oh, okay. Wow. Dang. Yeah. Hey, on the industry note, an associate, I'll call him a Facebook associate. Uh, there's no hostility between us. Never met each other in real life like so many of our, our social media uh, contacts. But I would call him a, an associate. So he weighed in and he's in the rap industry. And this is what he had to say. He said um, he was like something similar, a similar thing in 1993 out in Sacramento, maybe not the same circumstances where he asked the question, were they using actual weapons as props or something? And I replied, must have been if the little girl is dead from gunshot wound. Um, He says, William J. Jackson says, I don't have any data, but moving through the late 90s into the 2000s, I saw a trend of Northern California guys keeping weapons away from business after that particular killing. Um, So he's saying that a similar type accident happened, not the exact same circumstances. And so some rappers started using props, as you you, uh, mentioned earlier. But to me, though, and this is a point of contention between me and William is that he doesn't seem to grasp the harmful impact of violent rap um, that, you know, I have grasped and, and because might might be because maybe he makes, you know, part of his income um, in that field. Or maybe it's because he, like Malcolm said, just doesn't think as I think and uh, still needs time to think about um, the problems, the causes and the solutions. So, um, you know, it, it, again, it, it's just so senseless, man, so tragic. And not only were you using a real gun, but it was loaded. So, uh, man, that's why your work is this, much this industry, bro. This, 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 man, this, this music industry, this, this mass media music industry is doing harm, is, is a danger to black people, and it has to be properly addressed. They are using hip-hop. They weaponize hip hop against the people, and we and it's like Brother Creamer's book talks about that. That has to be dealt with, bro. That has to be dealt with, man. So I Bernard appreciate Creamer the work you do, bro. The support that you're doing in bringing all. I'm sorry, Bernard Creamer, who stole the soul. Yeah. for the uh, reference for the listeners. Yes, indeed. Yeah, please check out check out that information. And you did an interview with him also, so that's that's I'm sure it's in your archive. So you can check that out too, man. It's. We have to do something about this. Well, what's and we next? are. We will. We must. What's What's next on clear for Clear the Airways Project and the coalition you work with? Uh, Black Music Month. Uh, just keep your ears open. Uh, we're going to have some public hearings dealing with this issue. Not a, not a forum. Public hearings dealing with this issue uh, of, of this violence and this music and how it's how the music industry is harming. Uh, how the music industry is a danger 
to young black people or the black people, young black people in particular, but black people, the black community uh, as a whole. So to keep your ears open for that and, and other things as they come up, we'll definitely share with you, brother. All right. Our webpage you. is up now too, cleartheairwaysproject.org. Cleartheairwaysproject.org. Well, thanks for taking some time to speak to BTR News and you stay safe out there, brother, and keep up the great work that you do. And same to you, brother, BTR News also, man. One love.